All right. It is Friday. And as you know, on Friday, we do the Friday financial wrap up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for the opportunity. It's always wonderful to look back at the last week. Lots of stuff happened every day, but these weekly summaries are something special. So thank you. Thank you for all the work that you do. Let's get right into it. It's August the 26th, 2022. Uh, New home sales. What happened this week? Yeah. So again, let's reiterate what you and I've been talking about. We've been talking about a housing slowdown. Uh, now talking about the housing market going into a depression, ultimately pulling the economy into a recession. So when you look at the the housing market in totality, it's about 15% of GDP. A large part of that is new home construction, as it would make sense. So new home sales crashed 30% year on year, down 12.6% month on month. Wow. Largest on record, crazy numbers. But again, if you've been watching my channel, been watching our conversations, you would expect this to be coming. Housing is unaffordable. Uh, Rates have doubled. Buyers, people are scared. Cancellations at 16%, up from 12%. It's not good. Uh, I have a builder on my channel who told us all this is coming. What he's telling us is uh, builders are going to finish up what they have. They're going to blow out the inventory they have. Uh, For example, Toll Brothers reported this week uh, they are actually now um, putting in foundations and stopping. So what you see in new home inventory, if you really, if you're not paying attention, this is what people will tell you: new home inventory tie, ten point nine months of supply. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Right? Your first crazy. reactions: wow, wow, wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. But again, if you pay attention and you look behind the numbers. Something like 9.7 months of that 10.9, so roughly 90% of that, is inventory that is in process or not yet started. So we don't have finished product, not a lot. And the ones that we do have are being discounted and sold. Builders are being so much smarter. So the reason I say a housing depression is coming is builders are simply going to stop. They are going to slow down. They are not going to keep building. It's not like they're going to just keep the machine going at a thousand miles an hour. They're just not going to build. So we are going to see new home construction collapse. They are going to lay off framers. They're going to lay off electricians. They're going to lay off salespeople. Builders are going to slow down because transactions are down. This is what we've been calling for. And now the ripple impacts will be coming forward. People are going to get laid off. Very interesting times. Um, We've been talking about this for a long time. You know, for the regular viewer, somebody who's been watching for the last six months, none of this is surprising. So let's talk about pending home sales. What did you see this week and what were those numbers like? Yeah, so pending home sales, you got to be, you got to watch this stuff, folks. So pending home sales came out, they were down 1%. Not not as new homes were down 29%. So 1% is like, ah, nothing, right? Feel better, feeling better. But a couple of things you got to remember, pending home sales have had the largest cancellation rate on record. It was 16% the month before. So again, a pending home sale is not a closed transaction. They fell out, you know, 16% of them fell out last month. Uh, Also, we actually saw rates back up. I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we had rates spiked to over three and then they came down to sub five for a minute. So again, rate, rates were more affordable, right? Housing is more affordable at five than it is at six. So there was that little window. Uh, now we have Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist of National Association of Realtors, trying to paint a rosy picture of housing is bottomed. 
specifically housing transactions have bottomed. And I don't believe that's true. I've been calling for a 30% crash, which we've had already. I think peak to trough, which means we extend into next year, it could go down as low as 50%. Wow. Now, there's there's more pain ahead. Uh, I don't think we bottomed. I don't think we bought it in transactions, unfortunately. And, and I don't feel good saying it, but that's what I believe. I don't think transactions have bottomed. I think rates go up from here, uh, as we'll talk about in, in subsequent topics. But yeah, I, I think rates are higher in a month than they are today. So rates are higher in a month than they are today. Um, question, when next Fed meeting? September 21st. Got it. Okay, so we're going to circle back to that. Talk about PCE this week. What is PCE for those maybe newer to the channel? And what happened this week with PCE? So PCE is important. Well, first off, what is it? It stands for personal consumption expenditures. Why is it important? It's the Fed's favorite indicator on inflation, right? CPI, PPI, all of those things are important, but PCE is their favorite. Uh, PCE, like CPI and PPI, came in lower than expected. It came in lower headline and lower core. Uh you know, so one could argue that what the Fed is doing is working. Um, some would argue mainly it's gas. We'll see what happens in the winter. Who knows? We've already been tricked once where inflation came down and then went back up. So we'll see what happens in the winter months. Uh, certainly good news. Uh, PC, you know, by all inflation measures, the month of July saw peak inflation. It's lower now. So we or I guess June was peak. July was lower than June. So good news. One month doesn't make a trend, but hey, we'll take the good news. We'll take the good news. I want to throw you a curveball. We didn't talk sure. about this, but I want to ask you also, I thought was kind of a, uh, a sizzle this week about the student loans. Oh, yeah. And that was a big, big thing that, you know, I saw a lot of people splashing and clashing on Facebook and the comments and, you know, for it, against it uh morality immorality across the board and i i, I want to just ask you one question about the sure. student loans how do you see that playing into inflation into consumer consumption and then most importantly what we talk about is how with real estate any effect at all if it yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm not going to jump into, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it fair? Is it not fair? Life's not fair. You know, are they buying votes? Who cares? That's not the question. So first off, is it inflationary? Well, first off, I would tell you delaying payments on any debt, whether it's student loans or utilities or mortgage or car payments, any debt that you have planned your lifestyle to pay, and then you don't have to pay is inflationary because those dollars can be spent somewhere. Uh, the student debt loans have uh, not been paid, I think, for 20 months now, two years, something like that. Some would argue it's already happening because people have planned their lifestyle from it. Certainly could be true. I suspect a lot of people hopefully have been saving the money because they thought it would come due eventually. So I think net net it is inflationary. It may not be the raging inferno that it could be because a lot of the spending has already happened. But I think it's net inflationary. The bigger wrinkle that no one's talking about is we are about to have 20 million people have a debt forgiven that will impact their debt coverage ratios. What does that mean? Well, it means 20 million people are more lendable, more bankable. It means they can borrow more stuff. Maybe they buy homes. Maybe they buy cars. Maybe they get more credit cards. 
Americans love to spend. So we are about to have 20 million people who had debt, whose debt coverage ratios are about to improve, which means they're going to go shopping. And that is without question inflationary. Very interesting. I'm glad we caught that. So um, very interesting. Let's see how everything unfolds. And I love the way you, I love, you know, just what does it mean to the bottom line? How is this going to more spending? Very interesting. Let's bring it back. Let's talk about, we talked about inflation. We talked about the Fed. For those that don't know, who is Jerome Powell? You and I both know, most people do, but who is he? And tell us about Jackson Hole. What happened with Jerome Powell this week? Yeah, so uh, if you don't know who Jerome Powell is, uh, you know, do a quick Google, Google search. He is arguably one of the most important persons on the planet today. He is the chair of the Federal Reserve. He basically is the guy at the top setting cost of capital, right? They control something called the FUD funds rate, um, which everything starts from 10 year, 30 year, all this, you know, all this debt starts from. Uh, so Jerome Powell and his cronies once a year have this thing called the Jackson Hole Summit. Basically all the power players from around the world get together, have a symposium network, tackle big topics. Jerome Powell spoke this morning. Uh, heading into this meeting, Wall Street basically was hoping for a dovish Jerome Powell. Hey, inflation is coming down. Hey, uh, what we're doing is working. Hey, we still see a soft landing. We're, we're, we're you know, we're going to slow down. That's what Wall Street wanted. Jerome Powell basically came out and finally kicked him in the nuts. We're going to raise rates more. We're going to raise rates longer. We're going to keep rates there. We know more pain is coming. We need to big inflation. We know that mistakes were made in the 70s by stopping too soon, by pivoting too soon. Double dip recessions are ugly. He wants to avoid that. So what you likely are seeing today is a stock market come down and rates go up because the market and the, the bond market and the stock market have been disagreeing. The stock market, it's like, hey, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And the bond market's like, what are you guys doing? Right? There's a recession coming. You got a Jerome Powell raising into a recession. So Jerome Powell basically came out today and said, rates higher, longer. We're not stopping. We're not stopping too soon. Very interesting times. Okay. Well, that tells us what's ahead with that Fed meeting. So um, thank you, Michael, for all the work you do. I had an idea this morning. I just want to throw this out there. Tell me the first thing. I'm going to just say a word. I got three or four words. First thing Ooh. that comes to mind, it doesn't have to be a, it could be one word. It could be a little phrase, a sentence. Okay. So I'm just going to throw it out there to you. I like First it. thing that comes to mind, recession. Started. Depression. In real estate, not the economy. Interesting. Okay. Opportunity. Everywhere. Focus. Daily. Yes. I love it. There it is, folks. So we started the one word. I like We're going to do more of this because I want to get inside this man's head. Michael, thank you for all that you do. Absolutely love. This man puts in the work. If you're not following him, I love right over his shoulder. It says subscribe. So if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, hit the like button. Ask a question in the comments. I think asking questions in the comments because Michael's one of the rare YouTube guys. He actually will engage with you. Yep. I noticed that in the Facebook group, Michael, there were a lot of questions and things. And I am personally making a commitment to also engage with the comment sections and Facebook thank you, thank you. and yeah, everything you do. Folks, one rental at a time, 
this is the way to wealth. This is the way to freedom, financial freedom. Michael, thank you for all that you do. Have a great weekend, brother. Thank you. You too.